What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. <sighs> All right, so that was a tough game. You know, losing to the Bucks at home, giving up 55 points, um, losing of a total score of 55 to 40. And the first thing I thought of, which, which wasn't the defense, which I'll talk about the defense in a little bit, but I wanted to start by talking about the offense. Um, the offense sort of has, has been like following this theme, this whole, you know, since the beginning of the season, this first few games. And the theme is that the offense just takes way too long to get started. The Rams didn't put up points until the second quarter. Now, if you're an offense and you can't score early on, that really puts you at a disadvantage. Because when you're able to put points on the scoreboard early, then it, you know, it sets the tempo of the game. And these are statement drives. You know, can you imagine you're on defense and you're all pumped up, you know, the crowd's all electric and has all this energy. You step out onto the field, you know, the first possession, the offense drives like 85 yards down your throats and just scores a touchdown. You know, how demoralizing is that? And you know, so my point being is that the Rams aren't able to do that. And the Rams, it just takes them so long to get going. It's almost like the Rams need to like warm up and stretch before they're able to actually do something with their offense. And it, it puts us at a very, very big disadvantage in these games. Um, you know, if the Rams were to make the playoffs or the Rams start going up against like very, very good teams, and this isn't going to fly. You know, so the Rams need to, whatever it is, they need to figure out how to get points on the board early on in the game. Um, the next order of business here, Jared Goff. <laughs> and I've been talking about Jared Goff for a while. Uh, he's just very inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. You, you, you read these stats, and it's, it's really bizarre. You know, he had, um, he was 45 of 68, all right. He had um, three interceptions. That's not good at all, right? But he had two touchdowns. Okay, that's all right. He had a forced fumble. Okay, that's not good. But then he also had 500 yards passing. You're like, wow. You know, it's, it's like reading Jared Goff's stats at the end of the game. It's like a roller coaster ride. It just goes up and it goes down and up and down. You don't know what it, – it's crazy. Um, you know, Jared Goff, I think, is the kind of guy who can sometimes make the throws to kind of put you ahead in games and things like that. But I think he's not the everyday quarterback. I think Sean McVay and the Rams are just simply asking too much of Jared Goff. I think – you know, Jared Goff is someone that can't every, you know, every week, he can't be that guy who goes in and you could realistically expect to carry your team. He's not a guy like, you know, Brady or Breeze or Rogers or any of those guys. You know, Jared Goff, he had a good thing going last season. Um, Jared Goff, he, you know, he had Todd Gurley, who had a you know phenomenal near MVP season. Um and, you know, Todd Gurley was able to rush the ball like 20, 25 times a game or something like that. And, you know, he would just, you know, dump the ball off to him and screen passes and he'd make it work. And then every like third play, Jared Goff would come along and, you know, he'd make a little, you know, 10 yard throw and then keep the Rams offense sort of alive. But, you know, they're, right now, I mean, 68 throws, my God, that's just asking too much of him. I think and to be fair, I think that's asking a little bit too much of any quarterback outside of like the, the elite as in like Brady and Mahomes. Breeze. Outside of that, you, that's asking a lot of your quarterback, especially from Jared Goff. You know, and I hate to say this, I really do, but Jared Goff is a complimentary piece in your offense. And, you know, Jared Goff is someone that, like I said, he flourished when Todd Gurley was there, but the, he was not 
the center point. He wasn't the focal point of the Rams offense. That was Todd Gurley. Jared Goff was complimenting Todd Gurley. And now you're asking Jared Goff to sort of, you're asking them to essentially switch roles. And there's some growing pains in that. Um, and it's really bizarre because it's like, there's sometimes, you know, Jared Goff makes these throws. Um, I think he had a throw against the Saints. It was in the first drive against them. And he threw this bomb to Brandon Cooks. And he makes these, you know, he made a throw like that. And I was like, wow. You know, Jared Goff, he's, you know, he's really shown that, you know, maybe he's going to, he's going to break out. He's going to prove to us that, you know, he's, you know, worthy of that number one overall pick and, you know, he's the guy. And then he makes some really bad decisions sometimes. He makes some really, really nasty ones. Like he, there was a third down against Cleveland and he tried, you know, tried forcing the ball and triple coverage and that's just not going to get it done. You know, Jared Goff to me is... I think I think he's still growing, but I it's, it's so difficult. Jared, he's just an enigma, and I think we have to chalk it up to that. But the Rams need to figure out other ways to produce offense than outside of Jared Goff, which is crazy because he's a quarterback. But I guess essentially what would make more sense and sane is that the Rams need to establish a more dominant run game, whether it's with Todd Gurley or Malcolm Brown. But they need to get that done. Now I'm not sure <laughs> if Sean, if Sean McVay really trust his run game. And what I mean by that is the Rams this last game, they had they had 28 rushing yards total. That's not Todd Gurley. That's not, you know, someone random. That's as a team. They had 28 rushing yards. Uh, they had, and off 11 carries. So the Rams really weren't running the ball that much. But, you know, I guess to be fair, I have to throw that out there. The Rams were down a lot of the game. But, I mean, even then, I mean, you have to establish a little bit of run on these drives just to open up the, the offense a little bit. If you want to air out the football, you still have to establish the run just so you can kind of break up the, uh, the the secondary and things like that and kind of, you know, space out some linebackers or, you know, open up the box a little bit. Rams didn't do that. So, you know, 28 rushing yards, 11 carries. Two questions arise from this. Does Sean McVay not trust his offensive line or is Sean McVay trying to preserve Todd Gurley? Um, and if I were to take a stab at this, I'd say Sean McVay doesn't really trust the offensive line yet. And I mentioned this before, but the Rams have a very, very young offensive line. They have a lot of second-year players. Um, they have a brand-new center, brand-new uh, guard. And I'm not sure if McVay trusts the offensive line yet. Because even if he didn't want to, if even, even if he wanted to preserve Gurley, he could have had the similar formula that he used against the Panthers where he just said, look, Malcolm Brown, you're going to be running the football. You're going to be taking a lot of the big hits. Gurley, you're, Gurley, you're going to kind of switch it up a bit. So I don't know. I'm I'm not convinced Sean McVay trusts the offensive line, and that's very very worrisome. Um, maybe it was this game, but yeah. I if I were to take a stab at it, I would say that Sean McVay doesn't trust the offensive line. Um, all right, so let's address the elephant in the room here. So 55 points to Jameis Winston and the Bucks. I don't even know if Jameis Winston. I thought Jameis Winston wasn't even going to be on a team this year, or he was going to get traded or cut. I don't know that his whole timeline uh, in Tampa has just been an absolute nightmare but you know to think that Jameis Winston and the Bucks were going to come into to, to you know the Coliseum and put up 55 if you would have told me that the, the day before the game if you'd make a bet with me and said okay you know I bet you they're going to score 55 at home on you and I'm sorry on the road on against the Rams I would have thought you were crazy I, I mean I, I thought that would have been ridiculous but now normally with the Rams defense the rush defense is the culprit. But, you know, surprisingly, they only give up 88 total rushing yards. So that that's not that bad. Um, I think the secondary just dropped the ball this game. Uh, the secondary gave up 382 passing yards. Chris Godwin, out of all people, such a random wide receiver. 
Uh, Chris Godwin had 172 yards and two touchdowns. You would think Mike Evans. Now, Mike Evans did have a touchdown. He had a solid game. But you would think if any of the wide receivers on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were to, like, you know, go off against us, you would think it would be Mike Evans. But I guess not. Chris Godwin had a really good game. Um, now, the secondary, they just give up big plays. And, you know, they gave up, you know, that big bomb to Mike Evans. Um, and they gave up, you know, some big plays on third down. And th this is where we get to the biggest X factor. The biggest deciding factor in the Buccaneers beating the Rams was third down efficiency. The Rams were 4-11 and and the Bucs were 8-13. of That makes a huge difference. That makes a very big difference. We weren't able to keep a lot of these drives alive. Third down efficiency is crucial to an offense. The Rams, I mean, sorry, the Bucs were able to, you know, extend all of these drives. And a lot of times, too, it was like third and 10, third and six, all manageable third down stops. But the defense just couldn't get the big stops. Now, you got to figure, right? If the Rams were able to stop a few more of those third down conversions, because it was a close game until the end. It was a close game. If they were able to make a few more of those stops, you think the Rams could have turned the tide of this game. You know, they really could have. They could have made some of those stops. Um, this game would have been, this game could have been a lot different. It really could have. So the third down conversions absolutely killed the Rams and changed the course of the game. It, you know, that, that it's just that simple. Um, but overall, my overall takes on this. So I don't think the defense is going to perform that poorly. I think Wade Phillips is an excellent defensive coordinator. I think he's going to make the proper adjustments. Um, but the biggest question mark, the biggest question mark is the Rams offense. I don't know what to make of it. I really don't know what to make of the Rams offense. I don't know what direction they're taking it. I don't know if they're still figuring it out. Um, but it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to find out. So I'm, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait next game and see. Uh, tough road game coming up Thursday, I think, at Seattle, which is one of the toughest places to play. I think it's also one of like the loudest places to play in like the world or maybe just football or something like that. But it, they have, a, re they have a, a wonderful, wonderful crowd in Seattle. Um, great support over there. But like I said, tough place to play, and Seattle always plays very, very well at home. So it'll be interesting to see. But that's my analysis on that. But thank you guys so, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports.